0: Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, April twenty first, twenty twenty one. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr. And joining me is our Irish cream, no clips, <laughs> Daniel Dwyer.
1: I was wondering if you'd say it, Bless. Appreciate oh, I'm it, man. It.
0: Welcome, man. Nice to have you back.
1: Yeah, thanks so much. Nice to be here. Nice to finally collaborate with you. We've never gotten to to do the damn thing. So yeah, uh, this is our first
0: time hosting on a show together. I'm very excited. I'm very happy because I gotta let you know, I am such a big Daniel Dwyer fan. I don't know if I've told you this in the past, but like the point, GameSpot's the point, one of my favorite like video series. Like having to do with video games, period. I was such a big fan of the point.
1: You're too kind. If I can if I can even take uh, 2% credit for The Blessing Show, I'll be very, very uh, oh, proud dude. of myself.
0: <laughs> legit, legit. I don't think The Blessing Show happens without the point. The Blessing Show for me was the idea of like, hey, I want to do something like that. I want to have an editorial series. And Tim Geddes was nice enough to be like, oh, yeah, let's do it. And so, yeah, no, th- thanks for that inspiration. I very much appreciate that. But tabling that aside, tell me, like, how is Noclip doing? What's, good. what's what's going on in the world of noclip
1: good man well like it's all cyclical right because noclip doesn't exist without uh, kind of funny because the kind of funny was first through the wall but all the patreon stuff and kind of you know you know i was like wait they can leave ign that means i can leave GameSpot. <laughs> um but it's been good it's been like mm-hmm. four and a half years now uh, right now we have a bunch of projects going on we had a we just put out a video on um, astro's playroom and the uh, sort of how yes. that came together with the dual sense controller um, we're currently working on we have a new series coming out called greatest hits which is uh, something we've never done before where it's it's a retrospective show uh, that's voted on by our patrons so uh i think the cutoff point was 15 years we said it had to be an old ass game and then no matter what we have to turn around a documentary in six weeks so we have to try and figure wow. out like if we can interview the developers who in the community we should interview and then piece it together so our episode the first ever one on roller coaster tycoon is coming out in about eight or nine days now so we're uh we're pretty much deep in that one at the moment
0: how big of an undertaking is that because i know for us for the blessing show i think that's bit of fun learning experience has been like each episode we i mean it's it's two weeks between episodes which for us is barely enough time right like it is it is the writing it is the research for some of the videos it is the interviews and it is roger doing the editing and for uh to turn around a documentary in what it was six weeks about
1: yeah like
0: (laughs) is that how stressful is that
1: I I think the the remote stuff has been a, a blessing and a curse. Uh, in respect to this one, it means that we can because geography was always our problem because we'd have to book the flights, go somewhere, and then you know do all that sort of stuff. Um, whereas this way, we can you know we've a little bit more nimbleness. Uh, the biggest problem we've had is getting developers to talk to us. Uh, On this one, it's a particular nightmare because the guy who made Rollercoaster Tycoon is like, he does not do many interviews and he basically like left the game's development world like 20 years ago. So trying to craft a narrative around this game without maybe having Mm -hmm. some of those key figures has been tricky. But I feel for you, dude, when we did the point at one stage, it was weekly and it was just like... I
0: couldn't imagine.
1: It was a... We did one episode that was about us trying to get an episode out that week. Mm Mm-hmm that was so we it was like we had three hours left in the day to do it so we did like it was like live to tape basically the show was and like people hated it
0: (laughs) that is (laughs) fantastic now you guys recently had some changes to your patreon i saw you guys put up a video a couple weeks ago talking about how you guys are reconfiguring it to kind of keep up with 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 where the company is at what are the what have been the biggest changes to noclip
1: uh thanks man for bringing that up it's been it's been a crazy couple of uh months over here um the biggest thing that happened was we kind of uh we we started to do kind of what you guys uh really um i think were the first people i know that that focused on uh community and like making programming specifically for our patrons which is something we tried not to do when it came to the docs right because the docs are supposed to be game preservationist and open to everyone and we don't put ads on them and we don't you know we tried to get them in as many languages as possible but that's kind of like the archive.org side of the the endeavor Mm -hmm. um but to try and get people to to basically to get our average patronage up as well and and to build a community around the stuff we did uh we we started a bunch of um shows that aren't docs but are hopefully people still enjoy so we have like a a monthly podcast now which is patron exclusive we just put um episode up yesterday uh we do a a show called edit club where i basically show the timelines of the projects and like show my editing techniques and and that sort of stuff and the weirdest one we have is is a new show um called location scout where i basically like go on a day trip with one of our cameras and film a bunch of b-roll somewhere but it's also like a travel show so the next one i'm doing i'm doing like an overnight car camp up in mendocino county because like awesome the whole idea was basically get out of the house because like Mm -hmm. covid we're all going crazy we live in california when it's not on fire it's beautiful here let's go out and you know just do a like a sort of a weird avant-garde travel show. So that's the other one. So Dude. it's been cool. People seem to enjoy them and we enjoy making them, which is the most important thing.
0: That's super awesome. If people want to support that, they can of course go to patreon.com slash noclip, show Danny and the team all the love.
1: You too But I- for now.
0: Let's talk about PlayStation accidentally leaking PS Plus video pass, free to play games on Xbox finally being free to play, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, Roosterteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games daily. To be a part of the show, at to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, or bronze members or above, get to write in, and silver members or above, get the show ad-free with exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you a new episode of the kind of funny game kind of funny games cast is now live uh and it's us rating our hype levels for every single game with a release date coming in 2021 you can catch that on youtube and on podcast services around the globe and it wasn't until after the episode where i realized that we forgot to talk about a game called necromunda hired gun which i'm very excited about they dropped a trailer uh today which we might watch in the post show because it's a very very hyped uh trailer oh dude yeah necromunda hired hired gun i think it might be part of the warhammer universe i'm not too sure all i know is that the <laughs> the, the game looks fantastic it's like this cool uh uh stylistic first person shooter that feel that looks like a mix, mixture between like a a rage and a doom Ooh. and like that type of first person Oh, i'm into
1: that i love how yeah. like whenever there's a weird name you kind of there's always like 50 percent of your brain is like is this a warhammer thing it's like yeah. Vermintide. that sounds that, that, that sounds like a warhammer thing right
0: yeah oh yeah and people in chat are, are confirming that yeah so it's warhammer 40k
1: okay ooh still can robots. tell you
0: the difference between 40k and non-40k
1: the robot guys right 40k Looks is like... robots in the I warhammer
0: it's... i assume is just like regular fantasy yeah, if, if you ever want to know think just so. think
1: about blizzard because blizzard always steals stuff right so it's so warhammer 40k is starcraft and regular warhammer is warcraft
0: that's fantastic i think
1: that's how it works yeah and then uh, more for housekeeping, keep your eyes out for
0: our first impressions going up later today on youtube.com slash games. That's all I can say about that. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Mick at the nanobiologist, Tom Bach, Berry, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by DoorDash, ExpressVPN, and HelloFresh, but I'll mm. tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Europa Report Uh, i love that kevin i love that uh starting with story number one sony looks set to announce playstation plus video pass i'm pulling from andy robinson at video games chronicle Sony could be set to roll movie content into PlayStation Plus subscriptions, according to images briefly uploaded to its website on Wednesday. A logo for PlayStation Plus Video Pass was published on Sony's official website today, along with the following description on its Polish website, now removed. Quote, a new benefit available for a limited time on PlayStation Plus, PS Plus Video Pass, is a trial service active April 22nd. Uh, 2021 to April 22, 2022. The subscription benefit is available to PS Plus users in Poland." End quote. It's not clear if the listing is describing a global or local service, but we've requested clarification from Sony Interactive Entertainment. Last month, Sony announced that the PlayStation Store would stop offering TV and movie content for purchase or rental later this year. From August 31, 2021, video content will no longer be available via the digital storefront, the company said. However, existing purchases will still be available to access. Crucially, the three movies featured in PlayStation.com's now-removed website banner, Venom, Bloodshot, and Zombieland, are all produced by Sony's own (laughs) movie business. Danny, where do you stand on uh, on Sony lumping in video content into PlayStation Plus? Does that sound like something you'd be interested in?
1: It's so funny, right? Because I I rent movies very often via a menagerie of digital storefronts, but the one that I have never ever ever used is PSN. Um I think this is this makes sense from a oh god, what are they doing with Game Pass? We need to do something type of perspective, right? And it also sort of does bleed into um the the Sony element of PlayStation, right, which is mm-hmm. that oftentimes there are larger organizational desires that are that need to be facilitated by some of these other brands and we often see the movie stuff trickle into um the uh the game side uh over time like even the drives the optical drives for the longest time sony going for blu-ray and the last gen all this sort of stuff or uh, in ps3 rather god i'm getting old um a lot of this stuff has is is sort of coming from that position so i wouldn't be surprised i think them trimming out a lot of the video stuff out of psn makes sense from a ui perspective but i was a little Mm -hmm. bit surprised when they said they were going to do that um and a video pass like if it's an added buy that is mostly pulling from their own library uh, that they're not going out and you know doing these big deals like i don't think they're in that world then like i think it makes sense but like how much value is that really going to add like what do you does that add value for you
0: no, not really, especially cuz it does seem like they're very much leaning into the Sony catalog. Like when it comes to when it comes to movie content, I am very much all in on streaming. I I could not tell you the last time I actually bought an actual movie. Uh, usually, if I want to watch a specific movie, it is either already on a streaming service, or I'm renting it from Amazon, or I'm renting it from YouTube or wherever it's rentable from. Right. Um, but actually, owning movies is not a thing that really appeals to me anymore. And I would venture to say that a lot of young people uh, are probably in this in the in a similar boat of like, why would I want to? Why would I want to download a movie or like have a movie to own? Like, why, ever... why do I want to own Venom? <laughs>
1: Have you ever done the thing where, like, the rent price is, like, like the buy price is, like, $3 more than the yeah. rent price? And you're like, you know, maybe I'll just, <laughs> maybe I'll own a digital copy of Watchmen.
0: I've had that thought, right. and the answer for me is always, no, I'm just going to rent it because I'm not going to watch but, it again. Like, I, I've had the thing where I was like, I fucked up.
2: I like Yesterday, I was like, was two days ago, I watched the Royal Bombs, and it's like, I don't own right. this digitally. I have a DVD somewhere in my garage, but it's like, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna watch this movie again because I love The Royal Tenenbaums. Great movie. Right. Wes Anderson's amazing. So it's like, this time I just bought it. I was like, ah, learned my lesson. And
0: you know, I have I have had a, a similar-ish situation where when Kind of Funny was doing Fast and Furious and review, right. I was listening to, listening to that religiously, and it was my first time watching through all the Fast and Furious movies. But I ba- I rented each one because uh, they are available for like what four dollars on youtube and i could have bought them but i was like you know what man i'll just rent each one it'll be cheaper and i'm probably not gonna watch these movies again and sure enough later on because now i'm a big fast and furious fan after watching all the movies <laughs> there have been times where i'm like oh man it'd be nice if i could just watch fast and furious but I, I don't own them and so like it is what it is but yeah like this isn't something that necessarily adds value to me but i do think it is what you mentioned at the start, where this feels like it is PlayStation answering toward uh, answering answering the question of how do we continue to build value, especially in competition to what our competitors are doing with their with their platforms and their services, uh, and them adding a video pass, I don't think is the end all be all by any means, but. I think when you take this you combine it with playstation play at home you combine it with uh uh bigger and better games coming out on playstation plus each month we've talked about it on ps i love you where yeah this last month we got odd world soul storm before that we got maquette on ps plus mm-hmm. before that like at the start of the ps5 we got bug snacks it seems like PlayStation is nice. trying to lead into adding more and more we got destruction all-stars also right like in february they're trying to lead more and more into actually adding value into that ps plus library it seems like i think this is another one where they're like All right. In the meantime, we have access to these movies because we're Sony. We can put this stuff, uh, uh, bundle this stuff in for free with PS Plus for a year and have it add value for a year while we figure out more initiatives we can do over over time. I I could see that being the strategy. And I don't think like I, I, I think with that with that mindset, this makes sense.
1: Yeah, and I also think that like they're they're frankly not in a position where they can add another subscription service to that console because you're already looking at PS plus, uh PS Now. Um, you know, there's there's a couple of like third party ones on there as well. I, I think like at a certain stage, um maybe they'll look at like commodifying that stuff a little bit. Um, but it's tricky because like really like at what stage I don't think they can have a mano mano fight with Microsoft on that. Like they're mm-hmm. just Microsoft is is like doing the sort of almost Epic game Store style. Like we are just going to add so much value to this thing that you can't ignore it. Um, I think, like you said, uh, a lot of the strength of PlayStation comes in its you know original games and the quality of some of those games that they're giving away on a PS Plus um and then also like yeah like you said like you know horizon being free at the moment it's not even just the bot, you know the it's the whole it's the special edition right it has all the yeah. frozen wild stuff in it too yeah, um there's no shortage of stuff to do, to uh play on a on a playstation and and they're not in that fight to try and grab people over you know this i've been playing a lot of um, mlb uh 21 the show. Um, this week on my xbox of course that's probably the most i've played my um xbox series x uh this month just because there's been so much good stuff coming out on on uh, sony's console so i don't think they're in like a dire spot um but yeah it's interesting i wonder whether or not they were piloting this in poland which often happens or it was just like somebody screwed up on one of their you know, yeah, European. I, mean, I think
0: we'll know we'll know for sure by tomorrow, probably. Since right. this was a post I was supposed to go up tomorrow. I wouldn't right. be I wouldn't be surprised if this was supposed to be a thing that was global. Because I think it, it 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 lines up, it, it makes sense. Venom Bloodshot in Zombie Land as movie choices to start it <laughs> off. I feel like is a is a is a fun it's it's a fun selection of movies. Zombie Land is dope. Everybody should go watch Zombie yeah, good I still haven't seen Venom because I, I had not had anybody any check it out. If
2: we give it any support, they'll keep fucking making movies that are terrible, that are, aren't in the MCU. They're gonna steal our Spider Man. Fight it for God's sakes. Fight it!
0: Hey, See, man, I was, it's San Francisco I was gonna movie. use this as my excuse. I was gonna use this as my excuse to finally watch Venom because I Fight love these uh, Spider Man. But uh, I've, I, here's the thing I've had a few of my friends be like, hey, man, this Venom movie is actually pretty good. I actually, pretty, actually really enjoyed this. And I I want to know what those people like. I, I want to see what they see, the, right? Because I here, I think there's probably the something thing. there that is good that I can appreciate in it. I, in a yeah, Venom movie. I, How bad could it be? I mean, it's
2: terrible. It's you've you not seen it? Have you not seen it? <laughs> not seen, it's <laughs> it's awful. It's god awful. Don't, Don't waste your time. Don't watch the sequel. But Don't he has the, the long tongue. Movies. Don't watch it's the long tongue. Morpheus. Movie. It's Tom
0: Hardy. It's got Fight Tom it. Hardy. Spite it, accent. Yeah,
2: and you know what? The next one might have what's his face in it. Spider Man. Because They own him, it
0: sucks. The next Fight one has it. uh, oh, yeah. the next one has carnage in it, right? Do they confirm that? That this at at the end, it, it or was, was it a post? I, I don't want to, yeah,
2: spoilers for
1: Venom, everyone. Oh, I
0: hate it, I hate it. This is the worst. This is the worst. <laughs> wow,
1: damn. Did you damn. see some nice like, San Francisco shots in it at least? Isn't that like,
2: uh, yeah, they had a cool one where they made like a fake. Building on in the what is it the, you know the quite tower or something you like no no fucking... across across from the Golden Gate Bridge, the the fairgrounds or no what is it you know that that place that's super iconic it's got a nice view like literally right across from it, they put up oh, building like, there,
1: like the Marin Headlands.
2: Yes, that's it. Those that's the uh, word. Oh, they, they, okay.
1: Weird. They yeah, it looked there. cool
2: though. Yeah, I mean it's like you know it's some guy's like office, but like he's a villain, so it's a cool villain like <laughs> thing.
0: But it sucks. Walk him. away. I'm gonna walk it. away. I'm gonna watch it.
2: Yeah, you'll like it. Nobody else watch it.
0: Nobody else watch it. will like it. I it. Like it. It. mean, I don't even. I don't think, think I'm gonna so like cool. cool. it. And then he jumped in the water when it was too hot. It was funny. God
2: damn it. Black. I don't have like
0: crazy God, Garrett, movie takes. Like my my crazy movie takes are usually that I've not seen Indiana Jones or some shit like that, which I have seen now. I've seen Indiana Jones. Did you now. like it? But aside from that, I don't. Yeah, I liked Indiana Jones. I thought it was really cool. Which one? It was really good. Watched the whole series, Indiana Jones one through. Wait, Crystal Skull. No. Crystal Skull was the one that was bad, but the other one, ones, four. one, one through four, I lost count of how many Indiana, Indiana Jones movies. No worries, the first no worries. three were dope. I'll we'll get there. The first three were dope. Let's talk about story number two. Xbox free to play games are finally free to play. This is from <laughs> news.xbox.com. Today, and this is, of course, from Xbox, is their website, and so I'm reading it in their voice. Today, we are sharing some more, it, more details on our plans to make online multiplayer and free-to-play games available on Xbox without an Xbox Live Gold membership. As part of listening to your feedback, this change will take place starting today. And all Xbox players will be able to access online multiplayer at no charge for a library of over 50 free-to-play games that support... online multiplayer we did it congratulations everybody finally you can play free-to-play games on xbox for free
1: hooray fortnite go jump in you don't need your xbox live gold this this felt like a hangover that took a long time to shake off like yeah it was really odd i mean it was odd at the start it just seems increasingly odder when we consider how much you know i don't know how successful they've been at getting people to sign up to game pass like just like let let xbox live have, have free-to-play games it's not like you know they have like in the interim of them like you know of, of games like rocket league which is kind of like the first you know one that mm-hmm. really made a mark in terms of the console stuff and obviously fortnite as well a little bit later but you know in that in that time they've had like a massive amount of infrastructure work happening on the server side with the Azure stack and like Microsoft's like, I, I can't imagine that it's really costing them all that much, you know, given the amount of like crazy corporate server stuff they do to allow, you know, a couple of, Million kids get their yeah. V bucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, get their V bucks. Play some Warframe. You know, play all those right. free to play games. Free to play games that people flock to. Yeah, I think this is a a, a sign of two things. I think this is uh, this kind of lumps in uh, into the ever-changing narrative of microsoft and xbox specifically over the last generation of going from the company that everybody was like what the fuck are you doing like why are you putting tv and everything like what's what What the fuck is up with the xbox one uh to now being like oh wait no xbox is awesome now with the stuff that they're doing like they or at least they're they're making the moves to get the gaming audience on their side whether it be game pass whether it be what they're doing with xcloud like there are so many things that xbox is doing on their side that feel so uh consumer friendly and mm. this is another one of those ones where it's like yeah, this has been a thing that people have brought up over and over again. Why is this? Why is this an arbitrary thing? Why are you calling these games free to play when they're actually not free to play? Right? Like, there's nothing that people can actually pay, play for free on your p- platform purely for free. And so, opening this up for yeah, like c- kids who cannot convince their parents to buy Xbox Games of Gold, and anybody else who, who's just like, yeah, I don't necessarily want to pay for uh, uh pay for Xbox Games of Gold for whatever reason, letting them be, still be able to play the games that they might love, like Warframe, Fortnite, and anything else. Uh, is very awesome. And then, yeah, I think this also falls into the narrative of, hey, Xbox Games with Gold is probably, Xbox Live Gold, I should say, is is mattering less to Xbox as a um, service as they put more and more effort into Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And I think you're going to see that tide kind of shift and change as we go through. Like, the the player count, and this is actually a news story that maybe I should have put right after this news story. You know what? I'm going to copy and paste. Do it. Uh, uh, Mix it up. Number Remix. Five, so remixing story number five which is now story number three <laughs> copy <laughs> that and i'm gonna paste it right here is that xbox uh game pass seems to have hit 23 million uh 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 users 23 million users uh and with that being the case right games of gold or xbox live gold still has way more users because it's been around longer and it is needed to play online and all this stuff but i think as xbox as you start to make these as you start to try and shift people into uh, Game Pass being the the quintessential service to have for our platform, you are going to see that number rise in terms of Xbox uh, uh, Xbox Game Pass players. Uh, to actually get into the new story proper, though, right? Story number three now. Uh, this is actually from Jez Corden from Windows Central. Uh, they tweeted out this morning. Uh, well, actually, I gotta have to. I'm gonna have to set the scene for this one because this okay. is this comes after a series of events. Yesterday, Jez Corden posted an article, which I'm also making required reading for those listening. The article uh, is called Comparing Xbox Game Pass to Spotify or Netflix Simply Doesn't Work. It's Jez Corden at Windows Central. uh, And he basically did a whole article talking about how those comparisons don't do justice to the uh, reality of Xbox Game Pass and what it's doing. Um, And in that article, he mentioned how, yeah, Xbox had passed the 20 million mark for xbox game pass somebody named special ed quote tweeted jez and said uh jez is correct game pass is just over 22 million as of april and then just quote tweeted that and said 23 million as of april
1: 20th well t- um, 24 million got gonna <laughs> quote tweet that one
0: yeah it's, it is it is like a like an auction everybody's like oh wait no no bob one dollar um, but I do want to read part of this article from Jess Corden. Sure. Uh, again, it's our it's our required reading. I got three paragraphs from it here, but it is way longer, and I think a, a must-read uh, if you are into Game Pass and the business of it and how it works.
2: The link will be in the description.
0: Thank you so much, Kevin Coelho. Uh, again, this is Jess Corden at Windows Central. It goes like this. One of the ways people try to discredit Xbox Game Pass and assume that it, quote, doesn't make money is to point to Netflix, Spotify, and other services that struggle to actually turn a profit. Spotify's losses hit 293, Euro, or 293 million euros in 2020, while Netflix enjoyed a healthy $2.7 billion net income. Netflix has 204 million subscribers as of writing, and Spotify has 345 million active users, of which 155 million subscribe, with the remainder on a free ad-based model. The last figure we had for Xbox, Xbox Game Pass was earlier this year, putting the service at 18 million, although I've heard recently that it has crossed the 20 million mark, and again, now it's 23 million according to, to Jess Corden, hmm. uh, and may well be even further over that by now. I've seen seen some commentators without evidence assume Microsoft is paying more than it's earning for titles to hit Xbox Game Pass. Let's assume, conservatively, that all Xbox Game Pass users are on the $10 per month tier at 20 million subscribers. That gives Microsoft roughly $200 million per month at least, not including Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, to play around with. Unlike Spotify, Microsoft doesn't pay ongoing royalties for downloads. Every contract is different, but I understand that Xbox Game Pass pays out an upfront lump sum uh, to get the game into the service with additional benefits negotiated on a per-contract basis. Microsoft knows how much it has to spend month month over month, giving them a relatively easy spreadsheet to work with when it comes to acquiring content, which forms part of the user acquisition cost, not factoring in marketing." Again, Jess Corden goes on, but uh, I w- I wanted to read that excerpt because I think it paints Uh, A pretty good example of, hey, maybe Xbox Game Pass doesn't cost as much as we think to actually sustain for Microsoft and Xbox, which I think is fascinating and plays into the whole thing we're talking about in terms of Xbox games going free to play or Xbox free to free to play games actually now being free to play the shifts and moves that they're making as a company into their platforms. It all works together.
1: Yeah, and like you know, outside of whether or not it makes money month over month, like this is part of a writer strategy, right? This is them trying to win back favor with uh, uh, gamers. It's trying to uh, be the one console, which is the way that these uh, early years and you know new generations tend to operate. Is that people do make a choice and they pick one console. You know, folks who uh, who listen and watch kind of funny might be the, more like likely to have multiple consoles but for the most part you you want people in that ecosystem for the first couple of years because they feel invested in it um and if they're there and this is leads into the free to play stuff as well if they're there then they're spending money there like yes mm-hmm. if they're getting all these you know whether or not microsoft is earning profit off of game pass or not and if if that reporting is accurate then perhaps they are but i think more importantly they have people buying their consoles they have people buying extra controllers they have people buying games on that system and when it comes to like games like mlb for instance dude have you played any mlb the show not yet i'm usually not an mlb person but i do i
0: am going to download it since it's on game pass and i do want to try it out
1: and if you do that then you have more than uh, a few opportunities to then buy dlc Mm -hmm. or card packs or whatever you want within that game and it's the same with Fortnite. it's the same with warframe and it's the same with rocket league so Having the people, having the user base and being able to skim off the top of all those transactions that happen on your store is another part of you know the importance, I guess. And Microsoft have always been that company that wanted to be the one box under the television. I think a lot of people assume that they don't want to do that in a post magic area. I think they've just figured out a better way of doing it. That instead of trying to be the everything box, they've just made themselves uh, such a deal. Like owning a Series X right now or owning an Xbox One X, you've access to so much uh, of a library there um, with these small subscription models. Um, I mean, they're not like a pittance, but considering what you're getting for them, it's quite a lot. And I think they they make a good argument for it. And PlayStation on the other side has positioned themselves as more of a kind of a luxury thing. It's, it's, it's less of a you'll get all this when you buy our machine. It's more, you can mm. only play games. Yeah. This good. Like, but and you will get games. this
0: in this, in this, right. Exactly. It's not everything, but it is like you are getting your last of us's and your Spider Mans and your uncharted's. Yeah. And, and the games powerful. that you can only access in on our platform.
1: And it looks good. Like look at the two consoles and you can tell like this, in a way, I think this generation benefits both of them in a way that no prior generation oh, ever yeah. has because they have found their own market. and, uh some people overlap into both but i think both are are happy with it but just look at the form factor of both consoles and you can tell what they're going for
0: oh yeah one thousand percent danny before i get into story number four i want to tell you about our sponsor of course you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or you can get the show ad free and speaking of ads this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by doordash You want Chinese, they want pizza, and someone is craving Froyo. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now and right to your door. And now you can get the grocery essentials you need with DoorDash too. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items delivered in under an hour. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Australia, and now Canada, you can support your your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code GAMES2021. For our Canadian listeners, use code GAMESCA. That's 25% off up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code GAMES2021 in the U.S. and GAMESCA in Canada. Don't forget, that's code GAMES2021 or GAMESCA for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply we're also brought to you by expressvpn are you running out of shows to watch would you like access to the next upcoming anime or or british crime drama you can use (laughs) i love british crime drama being the example because i wrote that and in my mind as i was writing that i was thinking of two shows i was was thinking of luther luther being one of my favorite shows of all time it just kills it in that show and then also i was thinking of a show called the fall uh which was another british crime drama that i loved Oh my right. gosh. G- uh, Julian yeah. Anderson's in that? Yeah, I think? Julian yeah. Anderson. Yep. And um and dude from I believe he was from Fifty Shades of Grey. I forget how that was the same dude See, Jack the guy Gretchen who's was the same dude. Tying
1: that lady up and, and I think doing so. stuff to her. Doing
0: doing stuff. Yeah. I've never seen it. But dude, yeah, the fall is great. The fall is great for people who are looking for a British crime drama. It's re- <sighs> It's so good. Uh, you, can, you can use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want sites to think you're located. Open the app, select location, tap one button to connect, and refresh the page to access thousands of new shows and movies. Choose from almost 100 different countries. Watch Studio Ghibli films on UK Netflix. Watch anime on Japanese Netflix. Watch Doctor Who on UK Netflix. This works with any streaming service, uh, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and more. You can stream in HD, no problem, no buffering or lag. It's compatible with all your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. Not only does it let you change your location, it also encrypts your data and lets you surf the web safely and anonymously. Go to expressvpn.com games to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com games. Uh, we're also brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouthwatering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's White's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers 25 plus recipes to choose from each week from vegetarian meals to craft burgers and extra special gourmet options. There's something for everyone to enjoy with all recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Mm. HelloFresh has a wide variety of easy, delicious options for all three meals a day, plus every snack and special treat in between. Kind of Funny loves HelloFresh. Many of us on the team use it. I've used it. And let me tell you, I am not a cook. I am terrible at cooking. (laughs) HelloFresh made it nice and easy and healthy, which is what I need. Uh, Tim Geddes has also used it to make his home cooking nutritional and easy. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 12games and use code 12games for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 12games with the code 12games for 12 free meals, including free shipping. America's. Number one meal kit. I've been trying to keep my eyes on the chat to see if anybody could confirm that the same dude, the murderer from The Fall, was the dude from 50 Shades, but I don't think I got any confirmation. And so I am looking right now, right? The dude from The Fall is <laughs> Jamie Dornan.
1: Jamie Dornan. Yeah. Sounds and like a guy who murders people when he's not tying them up and doing 50 stuff.
0: Shades of Grey movie. That do, yeah, it does sound like that kind kind of name though, right? I could hear I could hear Jamie yes, also Jamie Dornan, so it is the same guy. It is the same guy. So if you like Fifty Shades of Grey, you might like The Fall. You might. I think it, I I watched it on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on Netflix because I know they took Luther off of Netflix. Those those mm, that angers me because new Luther is a show that everybody should have access that's to. Why to you, that's why watch. you
2: should use the VPN. You know. That's why you should there use the go. VPN. Doesn't matter so you access.
1: Yeah. You know? Get your good button. Anytime you want, anywhere you want, you can have your DoorDash and I like the DoorDash and HelloFresh because <laughs> my wife uses HelloFresh and I use DoorDash. Oh, that's kind of shows you where we're at when it comes to our ability mm-hmm. to cook food. You know, now
0: have either of you seen Luther? I'm gonna keep on this Luther chain Yeah, I, Luther.
1: yeah, I'm a huge Joss fan. I'm, I'm, oh I'm my god, I, I've watched like a bunch of episodes out of sync. I've done that mm. thing, you know, like the way I used to watch X Files, so I didn't uh, have a clue what the story uh, was. Luther, but...
0: Luther is a show that. I love, but also bums me out a little bit because the first sure. two to three seasons are to mm-hmm. me some of my favorite TV I've ever, a TV I've ever watched. It is intense. Uh, uh, Luther Bright, basically, Idris Alba, is this is the is the detective who he has a shady past, man. You know, like he he doesn't always do the things by the book, but he gets the job done. And let me tell you, dude, some intense things happen between like other other cops too that are part of his precinct. By season like four or five, they started to lose it a little bit. They had less episodes in a season. I think there was a season that had like two episodes in it, and what the fuck is that? Whoa. Uh, but God is it a good show. And man, do I want it to come back bigger and stronger than ever because Idris Elba fucking destroys it in that show.
1: Yeah, perfect show for him too. He grew up in East London, so he's just like, Mm. you know, he's that's his that's his world, even if he wasn't a a copper.
0: Uh, enough about tv though let's talk about video games story number four we've got more confirmation that star wars knights of the old republic remake is being made by aspire this is jordan Allman at ign a remake of the 2003 bioware rpg star wars knights of the old republic is reportedly in the works at port studio aspire media the the news was revealed by bloomberg reporter jason schreier during an interview with ben hansen of minmax quote This is public at this point. I've basically confirmed that Aspire, which is a company that has ported a bunch of KOTOR games, is working on the remake, Schreier said. Eurogamer subsequently backed up that assertion. Uh, Did I say that right? Assertion? Assertion? Assertion. That's why it doesn't sound right. Assertion, saying that it had also heard of Aspire's involvement. Quote, while the developer is known for often releasing straight ports, work is currently underway to make the project more of a remake instead. End quote aspire has recently released a number of star wars ports most recently the ps4 and switch version of star wars republic commando
1: mm, not a great port not a great port. no big were you not fr- that one? big frame rate problems on it yeah i've played it on mm. switch um it's it, it i the last thing i heard they had tweeted out that they were working on a patch to fix some of the frame rates but at, at times it drops to like 15 it's which is and it's like a 2004 you know quake engine first person shooter so it should run on a switch pretty handily not that i'm you know i don't develop games but um yeah they're in yeah they also did that stubs the zombie um uh remake that came out mm-hmm. on uh playstation 4 and xbox one and switch uh, earlier this year
0: how do you feel about them possibly doing kotor does that really does that make you more nervous and more excited
1: it it, ma- it makes me a little bit nervous They they're, they're pretty much a solid hand when it comes to the uh, managing and developing of these ports they often outsource their ports to different studios to all around the world um like uh, uh there's a crowd in the uk who i think did the uh jedi academy one that came out mm-hmm. i know they did star wars episode one racer last year um yeah. and i played I think- the hell out of that one I think that was in-house. I can't remember. There's. I, I remember I, I talked about it on a, the Bombcast a couple of weeks ago, and I got a couple of emails from people who had actually worked on some of those themselves saying that, like, oh, like Aspire does some of it, but also some of it gets outsourced. And they're also part of Sabre, who got acquired by Embracer Group. Mm. So the, the now they're probably part of an even bigger network. But they don't as far as far as I know and not to, not to say that some of these remakes don't require a lot of new work like especially Stubbs the Zombie seems like it got a, a pretty uh, good uprising but they don't generally work on the type of remake we think of when we talk about remake these days like Final Fantasy 7 like *Demon Souls so I, I it seems like something that's maybe a little bit outside of their uh wheelhouse as it stands um so it gives me a little bit of caution I'll say
0: mm-hmm. And I wonder what this is actually going to end up being because for all the reports we've gotten about it, I I feel like there are mixed signals in terms of what exactly this thing is. Cause you know, this article is saying remake we've heard before that it's going to be more so of a, like a revival, you know, and people have been pointing toward it being a Knights of the high Republic game. Uh, and I, I mean either, either direction, I think it'd be super interesting. Uh, and I, you know, this studio, having worked on plenty of Star Wars projects and uh, specifically porting, puts them in a decent place. but I am them them quote unquote, remaking a game, which to me to me speaks to adding new assets, probably tweaking gameplay, doing way more that uh, that that way more uh, than is required than a, uh, in a in a straight port. them doing all that makes me go, all right, you know let's see how this pans out. But I am more curious on you know what uh, what exactly are they working on? Yeah. Um, because I know I, think really, I know plenty of people would want KOTOR, probably.
1: Yeah, and if they did something like, I know the Bioware, the Mass Effect project, appears like it's that's all in-house at Bioware. Um, yeah. That seems to have been the one project that they've announced over the past five years that people have actually, like, had, like, positive sentiment around, right? And it sounds like they're not dropping the ball on it either. So, like, I can see, certainly at a business level, why they would look back at some of the older games and say, okay, like, you know, let's, let's get some of these out. And also, like, while Code Tower has been like, you know, I'm trying to think of the last time that there was a reissue or an upgrade or an update for it um, for modern machines. But I could definitely imagine a scenario where like you port that to Switch, you you bring it out on some other. It's just tricky because those games are like more PC focused, too. It's not yeah. it's not as easy as a Mass Effect, which was, you know, that was Bioware stepping out of the PC world and, and embracing Our new console future, right back in whatever two thousand, you know, early late eighties or whatever. Yeah, so so it's it's a different one. It's uh like you, I feel like we need like two more sentences on what exactly this is, and it formulates a little bit more of a cohesive, you know, story.
0: Let's talk about our last news story, story number five. Discord has ended deal talks with Microsoft. This is from Sarah E. Needleman and Cara Lombardo at Wall Street Journal. Discord has halted talks to to sell itself to potential suitors, including Microsoft, according to people familiar with the matter, as it resumes interest in a potential initial public offering down the line. Microsoft had been in advanced talks to acquire Discord for at least $10 billion, the Wall Street Journal reported last month. Those talks ended without a deal, though it is possible they could be rekindled in the future, some of the people said. Microsoft, whose market value Tuesday stood at nearly $2 trillion, has been on, has been on the hunt for acquisitions that would help it reach more consumers. Discord fielded interest from at least three companies about a deal, uh, some of the people said. They said Discord is, is performing well and prefers to stay independent at this time. Mm. Out of their grasps.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is, you know, there's a lot of money being spent right now. There's a lot of oh, yeah. um, uh, acquisition. There's a lot of, uh, there was a little bit of a shake in the IPO uh, worlds like two years ago. With some of the tech companies, especially um, uh, some of the ones that were over here in Oakland. Um, there was, I think there's more confidence in it now. And I, I imagine this comes down to you know at a certain stage these companies need to basically you know just the way that you know like capitalism works you need to either get acquired um or or you know make good on the value that's in your company by by you know going public and i think with the place ipos are in at the moment and especially discord which seems to have a lot of like it seems to have that market completely squared off like it it almost reinvented the the market that it's in like Oh, for some yeah. reason we just we stopped using irc a long time ago and uh, then discord was like wait we should bring this back and no one else is really doing it like ventrilo and all these other companies were were doing mostly voice comms right whereas discord just sort of brought back this thing and and it's it it has the market share and that's the thing you do before you ipo like that's why you have companies like uber uh who maybe don't even make money but they have the market share and that's the thing that's valuable right um whereas discord you know they kind of have that squared off so i I wouldn't be surprised if the dollar amount that Microsoft were talking about was lower than what they thought if they went public, so they they backed off. But um, yeah, it's uh, you know, a good time to have shares in Discord. I bet I I bet they're going to start to,
0: especially now, right? with With how the last year has gone, the the resources have have gotten way more use, and the usership shot up. I know for us, kind of funny is put money into discord nitro and like you know i'm I'm sure so many other not even individual users but companies period have invested into finding video services like we saw zoom shot up right like zoom became a a, a common household name for a company because of Rice. how the last year is gone and it became
1: a verb it's yeah like it became the word you say you know it used to yeah. be skype <laughs> now it's zoom yeah, um,
0: and like Discord, like Zoom and Discord are probably the, the the leading companies in that. And it's probably shocking on the Microsoft side. It's shocking that Skype wasn't part of that conversation, really. Like I know right. Skype still has a lot of users because Skype is Skype, <laughs> and so it's probably by default installed into your Windows machines. But even still, even with that, somehow Zoom was the one to 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 to, to skyrocket in terms yeah. of, of in terms of user base. Uh, and so for Microsoft, I'm a little bit surprised that Microsoft didn't seal the deal just for how I'm how I'm sure Microsoft was ravenous to get uh, to want to get discord in their pocket because when you think about that, not only as a video game service and what that could do mm. for Xbox and what that can do in terms of what Xbox does across platform and their PC gaming as well, but when you think of Microsoft just as a company and as a company that has uh, an enterprise of different uh, uh, applications, including something like Skype, think about how how uh, Discord come through and basically revolutionize, or revolutionize is like a strong word, but replace basically what Skype is and uh, and to be able to as microsoft have the app or a leading app uh in that space could probably be so strong for them but uh i think this is pretty good news i media or big business consolidation scares me a bit (laughs) when it comes to uh uh we, we talk about this a lot when it comes to big companies buying video game studios microsoft buying bethesda sony buying insomniac right uh whenever that happens it can often be a win for the audience because that means you're either getting exclusive games or bigger and better games or whatever it may be. But then also there's that thing of, all right, so we're getting closer and closer to, to a future where there are three video game companies and that's mm-hmm. it, right? It's Microsoft, Play, PlayStation, and, and Nintendo. And I'm sure Ubisoft will continue to always exist. I'm sure uh, THQ, Nordic, in whatever form they are, are going to mm-hmm. continue to exist. But consolidation can be scary because I think you then start to see less and less innovation and in, 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 in individuals being able to shine on their own uh and pave their own future and make their own decisions not not feel tethered by a big company whatever whatever ways that those bigger companies move and shift having to follow that Uh, and so i think this is good good news on on uh uh on that note but yeah what a what a what a loss for microsoft in a way where what future this could have been
1: it's funny, though, because you wonder, like, where is Discord? Like, Discord has almost intentionally not pushed very hard into the money-making aspects of its business. They had a store for a while. They shelved it. They have Nitro, but they, they're they pretty hands-off with, like, what they do in terms of monetization. And I think a large part of that has to do with just, you know, how sensitive gamers are to that, to being manipulated and and having to pay for access to to, you know, things that they enjoy, quite frankly. And the difference between Discord and other sort of like applications, as it were, is that Discord also has huge amounts of sentiment, positive sentiment attached to it because of the communities, right? So it's like the attach rate is huge. And I think, you know, it's become one of those apps that you just turn on when you boot your computer, right? Like, it's like you open your web browser and you open up your Discord and you're constantly connected to it. And they haven't found a way really to monetize that quite yet and text doesn't cost all that much for them to do it but the amount of video streaming that's going on in that thing and audio streaming uh, especially with the low latency that's got to be a pretty expensive uh thing to run so it's interesting like i don't know if anyone has the idea and there doesn't seem to be a clear pathway to uh making too much money off discord so i wonder if that was part of it at all or maybe you know but it's 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 always so strange these these talks, and also ultimately, like if they go public, then you know they won't have to answer to whatever Microsoft wants, but they will have to answer to their shareholders, and the most important thing to them is profits. So you you know added a frying pan into the fire. They're really yeah. there.
0: A lot of people in chat have been mentioning too that uh, about how much MS Teams sucks as a as an application. Right. And yeah, and I didn't even think about that. How Discord can probably come through and and change how that works and uh, create a better platform for that. Uh, I'm very excited to see what the future of Discord and all all of what these acquisitions are. I'm very excited to see what that future looks like. But that future, Danny is just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grop Shops <laughs> today, where would I look?
1: Uh, of course you would look. I'll see if I can remember this off the top of my head. Oh, let's see. The it's been official years. list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every day. Yeah. I only you. You nailed it twice.
0: You nailed it. You I mean it was the last word is weekday and you just said day. But you nailed it. You you nailed it. And it's it's been what 3 years since you've hosted the show?
1: Yeah, I fell at the fast Yeah, exactly. And my brain is now full of you know dad knowledge I didn't have before. So it's pushed out a lot of stuff I can't remember any of the PlayStation 2 games I played. They're gone. Uh,
0: We have no games out today, (laughs) a rare occurrence. (laughs) But we do have some new dates for you. Tales of Arise is releasing on September 9th for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, Xbox One, and Steam. And so I know there's a lot of people that are hyped about that because that one's been one that I think we've been waiting on a release date for for a while. Hmm. And then another exciting one, The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles is coming July 27th to Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4 and steam so, so if you're an ace attorney fan boom there you go uh we have a deal of the day for you this is from wario 64 fanatical.com is having an, an insanity sale for pc games uh it's a 50 plus there's 50 plus flash deals over two days with more being added throughout the day uh they have deals such as sherlock holmes the devil's daughter uh being available for one dollar one dollar one dollar bob there you go that's the They're... second price is right reference i made this show they have What's a set fire? of courses
1: uh, is there for sixteen dollars right now. Damn, for forty, it's all right. What's up,
0: Kevin?
2: Oh no, I was just asking you that was two games or one, and it's very clearly one game. Sherlock
0: Holmes, <laughs> the Devil's Daughter. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Sherlock Holmes, the Devil's Daughter is what? Sherlock one. Sherlock Holmes colon the Devil's dollar. Do- Sherlock devil's Holmes Goddamn. colon. <laughs> Sherlock, yeah. Sherlock Holmes is colon and the Devil's oh, Daughter no. are both <laughs> available in a bundle. That's a, one dollar. That's,
1: that's banned off Steam, I think
0: yeah but you can get on fanatical right now with their flash sale <laughs> uh, of course folks can go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where they can write in uh let us know uh, or they can write in they can also get the show ad free um they can also get us their questions just like gondor's condor did gondor's cool. Con- condor wrote in to say greetings guys we have a leaked memo of the re8 marketing agreement which suggests that playstation forced konami not only to keep the game off xbox game pass but to also make the game run worse on xbox consoles (laughs) how do anti-consumer practices like this help sony and why focus on them instead of pro-consumer moves thanks for all you do gondors condor uh before i get into this danny have you been keeping up do you know exactly what's going on with this leaked document
1: no but the minute i heard about it i was like that's made up there's no, there's absolutely no way that that's that's not how this works.
0: Yeah, and let, that and that's that's pretty much spot on. Like, it's not necessarily like the leaked document is, is is real, and there are quite a few questions that were written into the show about this, which is why I definitely wanted to bring it up because uh, okay. this also been an ongoing conversation on social media and stuff. But basically, I'm going to point everybody to Push Square. Uh, where Sammy Barker has an article that's titled, No, Sony Didn't Pay for Performance Parity in Resident Evil Village on PS5 and PS4. It goes like this. Leaked legal documents published online as part of the ongoing Capcom leak have started yet another social media shitstorm, as non-lawyers misunderstand the language and share their interpretations online. A clause in Sony's marketing contract for Resident Evil Village mentions that, quote, Each version of the game available on PlayStation platforms must contain content, feature, and technical parity subject to any material platform limitations with any equivalent version of the game or DLC released on any other competitive platform or PC slash mobile platform, end quote. Uh, This is the second time in many days that social media has been outraged by a leaked document. Uh, (laughs) And this is pushware, That's not me necessarily. Uh, I'm I'm trying to find where it adds more context here. Some people on Twitter and enthusiast forums have taken this to mean that PlayStation is paid to ensure the title, title performs identically across all platforms, but it's not true. In fact, this is just bog-standard legal language that stipulates yeah. Capcom can't add exclusive, quote-unquote, exclusive features to Resident Evil Village on any other platform if they're not present on the PS5 and PS4, which obviously makes sense given the context of the document, right? Like, the whole idea here is that they have a marketing agreement with PlayStation, meaning that on the PlayStation side, you don't want uh, a direct competitor to be able to say that, hey, we have exclusive content for Resident Evil 8, because as PlayStation, you have that marketing agreement.
1: Yeah, and like also, sorry, I've just I've read the the format, the 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 1.4 um section of this contract as well before. The other thing about contracts is that that they're often protecting against things that like probably won't happen and are nothing to do with what you th- like There's there's an element of confirmation bias that goes on here where a lot of gamers especially when it comes to the business side don't really know anything about how this stuff works or know like a very little or or the most sort of extreme examples of when these things go wrong because they become stories contracts are Im- immeasurably boring and tedious and are yeah. generally against like things that that you probably don't want to happen in some weird aspect. so what when i read this paragraph to me what that reads is they want to make sure that like there isn't a mode or like and by mode i mean like an option on a game on like an option screen yeah or a way in which it interacts or like that they totally bum the playstation version over the x like it's just like general making sure that like everything is above board it's not like some sneaky language to trap them into not doing a thing like when people are making games and making business together they generally all want everyone to be cool and happy and making their best work they're not trying to like trap people in in these scenarios i mean they are when it comes to like the money side for sure but like when i read that that just looks like boilerplate contract stuff to make sure that it's it's not it's to make it's to protect them who are, uh, rather than to to impinge on the development?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like the the, the difference is that, like this is not a, this document isn't saying make this game w- look worse on Xbox or don't make this game look as best on other platforms as it can look. It is basically yeah. saying, hey, we want we have the marketing agreement, and so if you are going to have extra features or nuts and bolts or, wh- or whatever, like we 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 also get that, uh, and in return we you do get like marketing that is. PlayStation specific we push your game more. Like if you if you remember watching the Resident Evil 8 uh Village stream that they had last week, uh in the middle of it they're like, "Hey, let's talk to some people in the games industry who have uh who love Resident Evil or whatever." And it was all PlayStation people. I think it was Shiban from Media Molecule. <laughs> it was Shuhei Yoshida. Uh it was people from PlayStation because that marketing agreement is in place that they'll they're going to partner in order to push this game. Right. Um but yeah, this isn't necessarily anything nefarious, I'd say. Now it is time to squad up. That's where you write in. Let us know the games you're playing. We'll connect you with people in the community. Uh, Corey Scott writes in with a squad up. In World of Warcraft on PC, Corey writes this. I want to find a small group of best friends who would like to just level up some toons in WoW Classic. I don't know what toons are. Uh, I'm not looking to raid, just a quest and dungeon together on a semi-consistent basis. Hit me up on the Discord uh, with the username Corey, pound signed or hashtag whatever whatever you want to call it nine four three two that is cory hashtag nine four three two uh and we can try to get a group together and find a schedule again Dude, I have, Corey.
1: i'm i'm trying to figure out what yeah what how have i not like i play a lot of world of warcraft i do not know what this term tune is but i i'm it's
0: yeah, it's I'd, popping
1: up all over the place here. I would like to level up some tunes. Someone in the chat know what tunes? Is that just yeah, me, like the level of <laughs> a character?
2: What is a tune? Tunes means characters, is what people are saying. Does
1: it? Just I've never heard tunes.
2: What's yeah, it short for? Yeah.
1: It must be like a They're all
2: acting like they're all like, oh come on, you know? Come on. Guys, yeah, everybody on. everybody in chat sure. is like, how Everyone's do they not know what tunes also.
0: are? i'm for i've never heard this this is like a mandela effect thing, where i'm like i've never yeah. heard anybody mentioned tune. when i read toon the thing that came to mind was the game back in the day toontown though that was like an <laughs> online mmo uh that's what came to mind and i was like oh wait is that game still alive is this actually not wow is he playing toontown want to yeah. level up some tunes
1: apparently it doesn't look like it's that common i don't know yeah according to wiki it's it comes from cartoon which seems, I, yeah, seems maybe it's dumb. a generational I'll say thing. It. Right? I don't I'll know. Say it. Maybe it it's dumb. like dumb.
2: You kids are yeah. dumb. Grow up. Let's call them characters. Let's, Let's, some, like, Let's get some art, sheets. Yeah, write some notes down about them, huh?
0: <laughs> I love chat so much.
2: <laughs> me too. Chat is because <laughs> I love chat because
0: shackles off about the most random shit, and I can I can kind of tell that they're joking and having fun. But then part of me is like, I know that, I know there are a few people in there who are dead serious.
2: <laughs> I love that Bear isn't there. Yeah. It's calling me dumb. All right, Barrett. All right, Barrett. I'm <laughs> going to get you. I'm going to get you.
0: Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. That's where you write in and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, and let's see here. Uh, this is great
1: because I've not been on in three years, so I'm pretty sure it's nothing to do with me this time.
0: N- the nanobiologist writes in and says, bless the Land movie is the sequel. Double tap. Which is subjectively way worse than the original. Oh, yeah,
1: movie. Mm, no, not that's nearly. A shame. As good.
0: I
2: liked I've, Double
1: Tap. I thought Double Tap was it. good. You see what
2: I mean? You got terrible takes in movies, and I don't want to what? bring it up, but now we're talking not, about well, it. Here, here's the thing.
1: Maybe you like Venom then.
0: Uh, the, I,
2: yeah, maybe that's I that, I, Venom. if
0: if you listen at the and end. This ain't, I was listen. This ain't me, say, this say, me saying. This ain't me saying Double Tap is better than the first one. I'm just saying I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed myself. I thought that movie was cool. I don't know. I, I also uh, thought it had moments. I thought it had moments. The, uh, the There's one character they introduced. The, the the blonde girl?
2: Yeah, where it was like, why would you make this a character? Like, this just seems offensive to all women.
0: Yeah, but, like, what they did with her was great,
2: though, you know? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no? Okay.
1: Should I see a Double Tap? Yeah, you
2: should give Double Tap a chance. Yeah, I'd say oh, give it a chance. It's, remember, it's not great, and it's just, like, if you wanted just a little bit more from that world... There it is. You get it.
0: People are writing in with, uh, wow, holy cow. Somebody wrote in with a whole uh, Wikipedia article about tunes. I'm not Uh, reading that. Oh, shit. Are we the dumb ones? I'm not reading all that. Are we the dumb ones? I'm not reading all that. Uh, uh,
1: Listen. I'm
0: I'm happy for you or I'm sorry that happened.
1: That's like, that's a generational thing or it's a North American thing. I've never, like I have thousands of hours in World of Warcraft and I've never once heard anyone refer to it. I don't know. Maybe I just don't play in enough people. Maybe my tunes aren't good enough.
0: I think that's it for kind of com slash you're wrong. We killed it. There you go. Did not have much wrong. There's a lot of people having fun talking about tunes, giving us uh, some ed- editorialization and some uh, uh, <laughs> uh, fun tidbits, but nothing that was actually wrong. And so, again, we killed it. We're the newsmasters. Uh, let's unite <laughs> <out> again someday. <laughs> Me and you, Daniel. Bauer.
1: Exactly. Yeah, we just, yeah, the tunes thing. We'll just ignore that
0: uh tomorrow's hosts for the show are gonna be tim and fran mirabella if you're watching this live on twitch after this is mike and kevin doing a powerpoint presentation on perks. <laughs> what the wait woodpeckers. woodpecks woodpeckers why'd you write wood I, I
2: i guess there was a typo i i it's hard to type when people are yelling into your ear
1: is yeah that, is woodpeckers wait, like like is that prison lingo for something or you... no yeah
2: no, what's going on with this powerpoint the, the bird. we're doing a powerpoint on birds and then i'm going to okay. teach you guys how i stream so
0: okay that sounds like a fun one check that out live right after this twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and that'll go up li- i'm sure a lot of people are going to be like i gotta see what that's about if you're one of those people youtube.com slash kind of funny plays uh before i sign off danny Thank you again for joining me. This has been a very Pleasure. fun episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. It's been an honor to host with you also, like I said earlier. My honor's i a mine. Really big fan of your work for a long time.
1: Oh, the honor's mine, dude. Uh, long time uh, watching your stuff and also uh, cool to to have Kevin screaming in my ear again. I missed it yeah, so man. much. <laughs> no,
0: isn't it great? I'm sorry. Isn't it awesome?
1: All I need now is Andy complaining that I'm drinking a morning soda and my Kind of Funny Games Daily uh, <laughs> nostalgia is complete.
0: Are you, are you still on What's the song? morning soda? I'm on. No, are awesome. you morning soda? Oh man, I'm always buying morning don't soda. Judge oh, you're Afternoon a madman. You're a madman. Yeah. God What's likes. something that people should check out at NoClip?
1: Uh I liked our documentary on um, Flight Simulator that we did last year. That was one of my favorite ones during quarantine. Um, if yeah. you like Microsoft Flight Sim, I think if you don't even play that game, it's an interesting uh, look into how they built that crazy world. That's a cool one.
0: Everybody, go check that out. YouTube.com noclip. Watch you. the Flight Simulator doc. Uh, of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily.